Bruce FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. I got treats for us. Treats. Love it. I went and bought some of those cookies yesterday. Oh, from uh, from Con- Confetti Sweets. Confetti Sweets in Sherwood Park. I will gladly take one. Thank you. Yeah, they have special cookies. Say the special cookies uh, fundraising for Ukraine. Jimmy's arms don't reach the bag. We actually have a Ukrainian in the room. Yeah. Am I Ukrainian now? I never know what I am anymore. My uh, high school class, there was only 20 of us. There's only two of us that weren't Ukrainian. I'm from the Garlic Belt in Saskatchewan, right? That's what they call it. Yeah. Did you have Ukrainian? We used to get Ukrainian Christmas off of school every year. And everything. Did, yeah. you, did they have Ukrainian classes? No. Nope. Teach Ukraine? Nope, nothing like that, but the culture is very strong there, right? Um, Confetti Sweets is selling these six packs of cookies that are like sugar cookie with, mm-hmm. the, with the blue and the yellow colors on them. Selling for 10 bucks a pop, and they're giving the money to the uh, Canada Ukraine Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So I swung by yesterday and grabbed some. Nice. They're good cookies. Yeah, they're very... I mean, that they're place tasty. is so good. I know. As of last night, they've raised over $10,000. That's insane. Yeah, that's awesome. It started on Saturday. All right. So it would have been Lou Reed's birthday today. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. 780-989-0957. If you ever want to reach the show, that's a phone number. That's a text line. We're talking sports injuries this morning. Um, we'll go around the table here. We're all, you know, athletes. <laughs> <laughs> this is based on a story that apparently pickleball is causing an epidemic of injuries among baby boomers. Yeah. The thing about pickleball that I have found is that I've been seeing it more and more. It's the fastest growing sport in like North America right now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, as far as like just people playing it. Day to day and everything as as a hobby. Okay, that doesn't surprise me because I see it um, being played. They've almost converted all the, not almost. There's a couple of tennis courts in and around my area, pickleball courts, and they've added or they've converted them to pickleball. I'd never even really heard of it until a couple years ago, and I started seeing it. It's fairly. It's it's everyone plays it. Kids like old people. It's been around for a long time, but it's fairly new from the from the everyone's playing it perspective. I, you know what, Grant? Though I think it looks fun. It looks it, it looks fun, but I think it was a sport that older people played. Yeah. But now everyone's playing. Yeah. Because I see games all the time in the summer when they when we would I would take the dog for a walk. Yeah. I would walk by one of the places where they play in St. Albert, and it wasn't old people. It was younger people yeah. that were out there, like a lot of millennials. Uh, Derek Allen plays it too. <laughs> He's really into it. I don't even know he how gets, to process that. He gets the crew together, and they go down to the YMCA and put their Eminem outfits on. <laughs> One of them brings the, the stereo. The, the tracks, the track suits in the blink. 
But yes, a lot of people are they're saying now like a lot of injuries because of pickleball. Older people, baby boomers. <laughs> I I think I would enjoy this sport. I've never I played would love it. Have you ever played it? I've never played it. I okay. want to play it though cuz it's like table tennis but on like a tennis court, right? What did they say? I was reading that it's sort of a hybrid hybrid badminton. between badminton and tennis. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, you get like uh, a paddle instead of a racket. Yeah. Well, and the ball doesn't. It's a wiffle ball or whatever yeah. the hell you call those things. So it, it's not flying all over. The thing with tennis in me is I spend most of my time going out of the fence looking area, for the ball, looking yeah. for balls. Right. <laughs> okay, we'll go around the uh, uh, around the horn here. We'll talk about our worst sports indus- indus- injury. All right, Jimmy. I don't know if it was really an injury. But I posted it on our Facebook that one time I got kicked in the head by an MMA fighter when we were doing that. Uh, oh, my God. That was funny. Actually, that's <laughs> that really video is good. You should go check out. It's, it's up on all of our social media right now on Cruise. So that was very funny. Grant? Um, you know what? I never got injured playing organized sports like hockey, football. Uh, that's not true. Football. I got hit with a helmet um, on a play. I got a helmet to the hand. Which broke my hand and also broke a bunch of blood vessels in my hand. Well, was that your first blood clot? Uh, yeah, I was wearing a glove. I took off the glove and my hand just went, and it looked like I had a softball sitting on top of my hand. And I went to the doctor and he tried to drain the blood and everything, and it got infected and blood clotted, and I had to go plastic surgeon to get it fixed. <laughs> so I guess that was pretty bad. I was lucky when I was a kid, man. I I got tossed around. But I didn't have any significant injuries, and I played sports the from the from the time I was three. I was on skates, yeah, and then all through high school I played sports, and then uh, right up until I was forty, I played sports, and I broke my tailbone when I was forty at the rink at the mall too, yeah. Which I don't know why, but it just makes it worse. <laughs> Topic of the day. Sports injuries is the discussion this morning, and uh, you can call us at 780-989-0957. Christy said, I don't know if you would classify this as a sports injury. I would. Uh, She said, reminder, I am a belly dancer. I was was drilling a move called the the Maya or the Maya, and I pushed it further than I should have. She went harder than she should have. I made three small rips in my rectus abdominis muscle. And she said, no, it's not my ass muscle. <laughs> I had to spend three weeks in bed because you use that muscle for everything. I think I've heard about this. Like, if you pull this muscle, like, it is awful. Well, and she ripped it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a good It's not a it good. It does one. sound like the butt muscle, though. As soon as I saw rectus, I was like, oh. Anything rectum related. <laughs> Jimmy, you should get into belly dancing. I could see you being a like, like a belly dancing star. How, how many side, side gigs do I need? He's already I'm doing a wrestler. Burlesque. I'm doing burlesque, <laughs> like the old folks home. teaching belly dancing lessons. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Seven eight zero nine eight nine zero nine five seven. I shouldn't be laughing at some of these, but uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think people find humor in them years later. I think. Right? I think you have to, right? Yeah. Like that's the stuff you put your body through. Sports injuries this morning. Uh, Kane said he had four different concussions while playing rugby over the years. One of them was so bad they did a CAT scan immediately. 
I, oh, really? I avoided the concussions throughout my sports playing days. Some I people, was a goalie, which helped. Right. Some people um, are just, I think, I don't know if it's anatomy or, you know, because yeah. there's, there's individuals well, that play like football for years and they bang heads and they never have an issue. And then the next guy, right? Like, I think once you get one concussion, too, you're more prone to it. Yeah. Right? Like Eric Lindros. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's something about, I don't know. There's, they'll, they'll figure it out eventually. Cause yeah. there, I've heard too many stories like that where some guys have zero impact mm-hmm. and then others are just, you know. That's what happened with Crosby too. Once he got one, then he kept getting them. Yeah. Thankfully yeah. he's over right now, but he does look like, I, I think it's the equipment a lot of times too. I think guys find the right gear mm-hmm. to put in. Yeah, right? maybe. Right? They wear the right stuff. The helmet works. And yeah, anyway. The locker room topic of the day. Hey, Rich, you had a rather hey, in- on? you had a rather involved sports industry in- injury. Yeah, I got a pretty nasty one. I used to race downhill bikes back in the day, and I was going a lot faster than I thought I was. I had a jump, wiped out, and then when I woke up, the uh, race marshal had uh, kind of got to me and asked if I was okay and noticed that my bike was destroyed. My bike helmet was crushed and split in half, and then I had a bunch of rocks, little rocks embedded in my upper right chest and back, so they took me to the tent, took that all out, didn't really check my arms or anything. I'm still kind of shocked. The next day, I woke up, my arms were sore as heck, so I talked to my mom and took in the hospital and I broke one, my lower left and my upper right arm. <laughs> Parents said that was the last downhill race I was going to do. Now at 42, I'm just getting back into The locker room topic of the day. If you ever want to call the show, 780-989-0957 or text, same number. We're doing sports injuries this morning. Rob, I was playing road hockey when I was 14, and the end of the blade hit me in the eye on the follow-through of the shot by a 24-year-old. It's classic. Yeah. (laughs) The older guy playing. Yeah. Uh, I was unconscious for three days and in the hospital for a week. I had five laser surgeries, and I can see today, but it's uh, blobby and shadowy. I couldn't walk for two weeks because of the strain the light had on my eye, and I couldn't go to school or outside for two months because of the brightness of the sun. I had to have three eye drops for two years every day. I actually was close to uh, a severe eye injury when I was a kid playing road hockey too. Oh yeah? I forgot about this. Yeah, I must have been seven or eight and I was down the street and um, it was in Blueberry Creek and a kid threw his stick and the... The one of the ends hit me. Oh yeah! Right. If you look close, you a little scar there. I I had stitches from here to here. Oh yeah! It caught me. The blade caught me right here, right, but like in the yeah. indent, and it split me open. And I had, I think I had like twenty stitches or something in my inside <laughs> my eye. And um, the funny thing about that was. Everyone scattered except one kid. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as I burst, everyone like, left. Burst out of my head. Everyone just like scattered. And I remember specifically that this one kid walked me home, and I was like bent over, with, yeah, bleeding you know, like, all with over the place, t-shirt all over me, right? And I, I think I had to sit at home and wait for my mom to get home from <laughs> from work too. That <laughs> was back in the day. When yeah, <laughs> I, my, kids were like dogs back in the day. My right? sister one time um, slammed my head into our fireplace, and I. 
I had a huge cut on my head and we had to wait. The only reason I got to the hospital is because I had forgotten. I had left my hockey equipment at the rink and my friend's mom dropped it off. So she came to the door and I had a towel and <laughs> she took me to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, parenting's a bit different nowadays. Locker room topic of the day. 780-989-0957. Sports injuries this morning. Sailor Rob was 14 years old. When he drove a golf ball, that golf ball hit a tree, rebounded back, and hit him under the eye and knocked him out. (laughs) Oh, man. He said, huge black eye, no fractures, thankfully. It's too bad we didn't have phones back in the day for stuff like that, because that would have been a great video. There's so many injuries. He would have killed it on TikTok. (laughs) Like... (laughs) A friend of mine, uh, he's a really good golfer, too. So this is kind of an odd story. Uh, but he was out golfing with uh, with a buddy. Yeah. And his buddy was on the other side of the fairway. And he was like 10 feet back, so he was shooting first. And he his buddy was like 50 feet away, 40 feet away or whatever. And uh, Parsons towed it and it shot and he had his back standing to him yeah and it hit him behind the leg and it dropped him yeah that would hurt and um the funny thing was was i mean it's right it's a golf shot probably Mm -hmm. a three wood you know par five whatever and you hit somebody and you think oh okay well just you know walk it off right it's a it's a yeah whatever it's probably stings so uh, he couldn't. He couldn't keep going. His leg, like, swelled up too that bad, badly. Yeah. I saw they were retelling the story years later in a bar, and he pulled his pants down in the bar. Yeah. And he had a divot. Still, yeah. And it was like five or six or seven years old, the story. Yeah. He had a mark in the back of his leg from being hit by a golf ball. It's crazy. Yeah. I never, like, when we golf, I don't trust anybody. I'm always standing behind you. <laughs> I've been, I've been, uh, I've had, I've had balls hit the cart and Same. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Remember the? I can't remember what tournament it was, and someone was getting impatient with us and shooting balls at us at a tournament. We, that was like an Oiler Nation tournament or something. Yeah, that the was guy with us ended up hitting them back at the Cougar <laughs> Creek. Yeah, Cougar Creek, and yeah. then and then we caught up to them, and they were just they had no idea they were playing dumb. I remember that. Yeah, no, but they were. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's just. That's the worst part of golf. And now, Nerd News with James P. White, the first. (laughs) So, I don't know if you guys know this. So, uh, there was some uh, Netflix original series, like the uh, Daredevil, Punisher. Stop it. Um, I tried to watch the Daredevil one. It was not good. The Punisher. that's with Shane from from the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. Is that any good? I I, I didn't watch it. I don't. If if I, I see that Marvel logo, I'm like, see ya. So so these were all Netflix shows, and then they were all canceled on Netflix and pulled off. Yeah. Because Disney took them over because they're Marvel. They're under the Marvel brand. So all these series are coming to uh, Disney Plus. Uh, in March, uh, coming up in a couple weeks, but uh, but this is going to be one of the only series that they have where it's, it has parental guidelines now. So, weren't they going to create um, like a a segment of Disney stuff for the what was what's the 
Ryan Reynolds thing. Daredevil? Daredevil. No, but uh, this is no. Deadpool. 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 Weren't they going to have like an yeah. R-rated Disney? But, but, that's, but that's what they're doing. They're Channel? trying out with these because they're going to have the parental guidelines. So you're going to have to prove that you're an adult, uh, adult or something so that you, like if, like a prime example, since uh, our Disney Plus is under my thing, I could say that you, I, I could uh, limit you from using it. They already have that. They've yeah, had that. No, they were using somebody's Disney account, and they I couldn't you find always sunny in Philadelphia. No, no, but this is the parental this settings. Is, uh, but they're d- doing something different with this. I don't know exactly how. Because it's just saying that this is the first because oh. it's mature. It's mature. Is it content. just me, or is Netflix a little bit like? Like, I hardly ever go to it anymore. I don't go on it at all. Well, it's because I use my fire stick a lot, but yeah. there's nothing really other than Ozark that I've been like, mm-hmm. I need Netflix for. The only thing I, I use the Netflix life. for is that is a comedy stuff, like like the Chris Rock and the and the Fluffy and, and stuff like that. Like yesterday when I was my cleaning. wife watches a bit of stuff. There's on so it. many of these different streamings. Like I'm, we're watching Yellow Jackets right now, and that's on Prime. No, that's like not on anything. That's on Showtime. So okay, use the Fire Stick for that. That's a really good show. Severance. I'm watching right now. Uh, that's on Apple TV. Jesus, I don't even know what that is. Severance is uh, Ben Stiller directs it. Okay. And it's Adam Scott stars, and it's really good. And it's this thing where this guy works at a building, and it's like um, classified where he works. So he has a chip in his head. Everyone has a chip. When they go to work, they don't know anything about their outside life. And when they leave oh, work, they don't know anything about, about work. Okay. So it's like they have a, they call it an innie and an outie. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Huh. Yeah. I um, So, like, lots I'm, of the shows I'm watching aren't Netflix anymore or anything. I'm sort of thinking of, of making a change in, into my TV system at home. Plus all the... Putting a bullet in my cable. Well, all the streaming services keep getting more expensive. Prime just went up. It's my fault. Netflix went up. But five years ago, four or five years ago, I still wasn't on Netflix. I had... I. I was so mad at how much I was paying for yeah. cable. I told the girls that when, I, we're not getting it. I don't care. When we started can, the show, you, you can on whine Netflix. as much as you want. Um, so what ended up happening was everybody in our lives started buying us Netflix gift cards. Yeah. So finally, I bought I, you one for Christmas. I, bit, I was like, you need Netflix. I bit the bullet, and I remember saying, "If I get this, this is what's going to happen." I went on the air. I warned everybody that was listening. You might even remember hearing it. You did say I it. said, as soon as I end up buying this, it's going to go up. In price, yeah. And what happened? It just has gone six up ever since. Six months later, it went up. And every six months since I've gotten it, and you said it hasn't gone up in 15 years or 10 years or <laughs> seven years started. since it started. It's not going to go up, Lachlan. And, and what happened? It went up. I called it. Then as I soon as you would. joined my Disney, it went up. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the world that I live in. <laughs> I am destined to pay more than everybody else does for the rest of my life. That's yeah. just it's who I am. With this, they're going to ask you to update your parental uh, gui- guidelines. So you can choose if Jimmy watches it. Jimmy. Yes. No one was listening to anything you were saying about that Netflix parental guide. I hate to be like, we all blocked you out in this room. Everybody in the city blocked you out. No one knew what the hell you were talking about. But thanks for coming in this morning. You lost us at Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. We announced the show yesterday, Grant. What's the dates on it? 
Uh, August 27th, Rogers Place with the Pretty Reckless. That'll be a good show. That'll be a great show. Greta Van Fleet and uh, the Pretty Reckless details on any show. Veronica, it's okay. You're going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> 957cruisefm.ca if you're looking for any details. So for the next couple of days here at this time, we'll give you a chance to win tickets with uh, Greta or Zeppelin. So, Veronica, I'm going to play a quick clip from two songs. You have to tell me if it's Greta or Zeppelin, okay? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, first clip. Okay, we're going to have to turn the audio up on that <laughs> so that when what I is play it? <laughs> it, that it actually makes a noise for everybody here. Okay, here you go. Oh, geez, that's not much. I'm going to give you one more, one more chance at it. Okay, of the first clip, and then you're going to have to. It's only one of two bands, Veronica. <laughs> okay, you listening? Yes. Greta. That, that sounds like it could be Where's Greta. It? Okay, you got that Where's right. That your definitive, yeah. That's your definitive answer. It's Greta. She's right. Yes. Okay, ready for the uh, second clip. That sounds like Robert Plant. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. going to the show, girl. Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, my God. I haven't won tickets for ages. Well, there's been no shows! Tickets. Yeah, there's been, there's been well, two I, years I of no concerts. Win, I won some Colin James tickets about a month ago from Derek, but then that's canceled. Yeah, that's right. They pulled the pin on that. In 2019, I won Alice Cooper tickets from you guys, of course. All right. You want to tell us any more tickets that you want with us? <laughs> <laughs> well, that I but they, they were that was in 2019. That was canceled yeah that was also canceled that's all right that's been rescheduled now uh, okay but right. but not but a different promoter so my <laughs> tickets all the tickets were invalid and i understand that like, veronica thanks for joining us this morning yes we love you oh thank you i'm so happy thank you guys you are the best the locker room presents the grant report for jt's bar and grill where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people now grant johnson so Randy Kenny is stepping up and laying down the law on Edmonton City Council, announcing yesterday that because of Edmonton's decision to keep the mask bylaw in place, he would be changing laws to take that power away from them. Oh, they're going to get it from Kenny. What a dictator. In three to four weeks, when there's another legislative assembly, and after they spend 10 to 12 hours debating it, and then after all the proper legal channels have been, been followed, then the city's going to get it. As soon as Randy Kenny gets a new pair of shoes, says a prayer to Preston Manning, drives his mom to her bridge tournament, gets into work, drafts the legislation, waits for another legislative assembly, debates it for several nonstop hours, and then waits three weeks for it to pass, and then fights a legal challenge from the city of Edmonton. Then we'll be able to stop wearing our masks into the dollar store. Won't be long now, everybody. The Grant Report is brought to you by our merchandise. Show your support for local glory holes by buying a shirt today. Click the link on any of our social media. Seven Cruise FM. Apparently, there's a trend. I, I think it has more to do with COVID than, than anything else. That uh, we aren't staying friends with our exes as much as we have in the past. That that that's been something that is uh, that's over has curtailed. Yeah, could some of it have to be because some of the exes. 
they were kind of exes at the beginning of the pandemic, but they were isolated together because they have kids or pets or whatever. It wasn't really pandemic revol- involved. It was just kind of like a trend. Because you see a lot of uh, a lot of it where that you know they broke up because of the pandemic and they were sequestered together. Yeah, no, not it- really. This is just <sighs> in general. Are people staying friends with their exes? And no, but I'm it, saying. it could be pandemic related. I don't know. Because that would be a very small portion of people that broke up and then had to stay together because living together or whatever, right? And uh, this is saying not friends. Well, I, th- I think where Jimmy might be right is some of those relationships actually probably self-destructed because of different views. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Right? Yeah. So maybe there is a case to be made for, for that? Um, that, men, that is pandemic-related? Men are more likely than women to stay friends with at least one of their ex-partners. Men? And people who said they did the dumping were more likely to say they prefer to stay friends with an ex. So the person that's like, hey, it's not working, that makes, we need to end this, that makes let's sense still be friends, though. They're more likely to, which, yeah, makes total sense. If someone dumps you, maybe you're, you're not as inclined to keep the friendship going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 40% of people said they returned their ex's possessions after a breakup. Only 40%. The rest <laughs> lighted on fire. <laughs> or pawn shop it. Oh, this one surprised me. Only 20% unfollow their ex on social media. I would think that would be one of the first things you do. Like, you break up with someone, you don't want to see their posts on Instagram or do, when they're out afterwards. Or do you to just see how they're responding if they're... To creep I, them. I guess. You would to think that would make it harder to get over the breakup, though. Yeah. But you'd if much rather see their them. misery. Uh, like, if, you know, if they're They're not going to post their misery on Instagram, Well, though. some people do. Have <laughs> you seen all the... <laughs> I've seen it all the time. Oh, I'm so lonely. I'm so sad. I'm... I saw one person I followed on Twitter. I, it was just some random person from Edmonton I followed. And she was tweeting about like my ex just caught him cheating on me, and he was tweeting her back like it was this. He was tweeting like I never cheated on you. <laughs> they were having this whole fight on Twitter. It was quite quite entertaining to be honest. <laughs> I the posts that I find awkward to to watch if if you know a couple and then they break up and then they're doing it on social media, which seems to be a bigger trend nowadays. Uh, but the ones where I I where they they come out and talk about how much better their lives are now it's like because it's all fake right (laughs) i can't believe i wasted so much time with that asshole so those people probably aren't (laughs) friends anymore (laughs) yeah i've always been surprised by the relationships that break up and then there's this you know this amicable sort of situation where the only ones that make sense to me are if if you have to you got kids yeah yeah or dogs but that's the new thing now we'll get texts where people will like, ah, oh, I hang out with my ex. Going out or, for beers with my yeah. ex on Friday. Yeah. I, I've got a new girlfriend. She's got a new boyfriend. I, we went to the keg on the weekend. I like, guess if you had this, let's say you were friends before in a friends group, and then two of the friends started dating. Okay. Maybe, and then you're like, all right, we want to keep the friends group together. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like that'd still be awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have a lot of friends groups. <laughs> really? <laughs> Mine are all dudes. <laughs> We're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. It's always been a side hustle, but I think the side hustle 
has become a bigger thing as of late. With online options, there's way more ways of doing it, right? I think we're a little bit tighter for cash. We're a little bit we're being yeah. squeezed a little bit by inflation. Things and, are going up. But it's no longer like you need to go work a night shift at a coffee shop or bartending. Like yeah. you can do stuff on your computer from home at nights. But but also there was there's a lot of like especially since the pandemic Everybody was bored, so they're all finding sides. Working like from a, home, a, maybe a little more from time, home, too. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like more people doing podcasting, more people doing voicing for stuff. Yes, yeah. Well, that's not on the list of the nine most popular side hustles. So that, that that's why I wanted to have this discussion. So here's, here's the list. I'll go through it for you. Zoom workshop host, which I've seen this happening. Which I, I kind of get. Can you explain this? So it's like if you were passionate about a certain topic, you just set up a workshop. People would pay to come and watch you talk about Like Jimmy's Pink Shirt Day would be kind of a Zoom workshop. Okay, or, okay. Or I saw I, one of these for yoga. Or, yeah. if, or, if I did, or if I did like lightsaber lessons on Zoom. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Same thing. Online tutor. I could see this being a big I, thing. I have a friend who's a teacher, and she does this in the mornings. She tutors... Um, people in China teaches them English over Zoom. So okay. she wakes up at like four in the morning and, and jumps on Zoom with some Chinese students, teaches them English for a couple hours, makes money. Uh, micro-influencer, I don't know exactly what that is. I, I uh, Maybe that's... it's You got a few thousand Instagram followers, a company pays you to post about them. Okay, all yeah. right. Uh, niche website founder. I again, maybe you just you buy domains or something like that, and um, yeah, sell basically, them? is that what that is? Okay, yeah. Online course creator. Uh, again, all these are tied to yeah. Zoom and online. Uh, this one isn't though. DoorDasher. Oh yeah. So a lot of people are picking up spare cash. Uber driver. Yeah. DoorDash. Skip the dishes. See, for me, any like, of those. I am. Um, I would never in a million years be able to do like taxi or Uber. Like I, I just couldn't do it. I thought about doing Uber at one point. Yeah. Then I realized I hate drunk people. <laughs> like I don't want to be in a car of yeah. drunk people I don't know. I could deliver food to people though. I, I'd be. It'd be tough not to dip in, right? <laughs> a couple fries go missing. A couple slurps of your Slurpee. The translator was another one. Notary uh, public. Um, I don't know why that's on the list. We had somebody looking for one at work the other day. That, Anyone here a notary? Might have had something to do with <laughs> tough pandemic. But that that could be a thing where you're like, I yeah. can sign those papers for you. This one, I'm all over this. I think this is going to be something that I'm going to start doing on weekends. Spiritual coach. Oh. Yeah. He could align chakra for people. <laughs> have ear candling classes. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? Doing very well. How are you doing? Excellent. I want to start with, uh, which might be a bit of a sports donkey question to get things going here, but I was thinking about this last night when I was, and, and I realized, don't get me wrong, I realize that we're in a situation where we need to bring people up because of the injuries we're dealing with right now. Yep. But I was wondering, do you think the change in coaching is a also impacts the type of players that get brought up? 
Yeah, I mean, 100%, especially okay. with Jay Woodcroft being the head coach because the reality was he was the coach down in Bakersfield for the last few years, and he knows these players well. He knows them intimately. He knows right. what they can do. Even at the NHL level, he's playing guys way differently than Dave Tippett did before him. Like a guy like yeah. Ryan McLeod is getting time on the penalty kill, whereas before he did not get any time on the PK. So, yeah, 100%, Jay Woodcroft is playing guys he knows. He's playing guys he trusts, and he's playing them in situations he knows they can handle. So, a hundred percent, he's bringing up players that, like last night, uh, Brad Malone played his his two hundredth NHL game. That yeah. is a guy that, if you ask me, just my opinion, he's up because Jay Woodcroft is the coach, knows him. He was the captain down in Bakersfield. He knows what he can do. He knows that he can PK. He knows that he works hard, and he knows that he'll be fine sitting in the press box for two, three games, and won't get rattled by it. So, hundred percent, yes, I no liked about it. I liked his play last night. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, I was impressed with that. Yeah. It was also impressive, too, because it was his first NHL game in years, too. Yeah. Like, there was a gap of years between there. So it was a great story for him. Like I said, 200th NHL career game. So good for you, Brad Malone. Carved out a little career for yourself. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Miko Koskinen solid again last night. Do you think he's going to get more starts going forward here, or is this just the same old Miko where he's hot for a stretch and then drops off? Well, if you look at Miko right now, he's been on a heater since January 22nd against the Calgary Flames. The only game he's had with a sub 900 save percentage was February 2nd against Washington, which is a game they still ended up winning anyway. So over his last you know handful of games, almost eight, nine, ten games, he's been playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Now with Miko, the deal is you can't overplay him, or he starts to get tired, and that starts to deteriorate. So I'm actually not worried about him getting more games down the stretch. I'm worried about what's going on with Mike Smith because as much as he was played really, really well against Carolina on Sunday, yeah, I mean, the third the third goal that ended up getting disallowed was absolutely atrocious, but we can just ignore that because it's disallowed. <laughs> we need Mike Smith to be able to handle some of these minutes because we've seen over and over again, Miko starts to starts to get tired and he starts to break down a little bit. So I'm way more worried about Smith than I am about Koskinen right now. I might actually have a solution for the goaltending um, problem in Edmonton. I think, I'd like to hear it. I think they should go back-to-back. Boom, 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 boom. And I don't know if that's a strategy that uh, that, that they've already sort of adapted because it feels like they're trying to do that. But I think that they should do that because they both of them are not clear number ones. Right. And, and I, I think it would benefit both of them. In my opinion, and and I think that that's how they should finish off the regular season. They kind of did that while not quite back to back one 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 one. They kind of did it last year almost. It was very very much like Miko would play two, Mike Smith would play two, Miko would play one, Mike Smith would play two, and vice versa. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get some kind of variation of that down the stretch. Lock. I mean, we've got we've got less than thirty games now, so yeah. we're in crunch time. We're down the stretch. We need both guys playing well and. If, Going back and forth, flipping back and forth is what keeps them fresh and alert and able to stop pucks. And by all means, please do it. Well, and they're in a bit of a good spot in the schedule right now for the next couple. Blackhawks, Canadians, but then it gets tough again with the Flames and the Capitals and the Lightning. So got to get some points this weekend. These this week specifically, I said it on the real life podcast I do on Mondays. Like you have to win all three games this week. Yeah, these teams that they're playing are terrible, and you have to treat them like they're terrible. <laughs> I don't want to see life vests being thrown to drowning teams. I want to see gunshots at their dinghy, and we can watch them <laughs> sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's what I want. I I uh, I shouldn't even say this out loud, but that's there's no possible way this that they they beat the the Habs. <laughs> 
on Saturday. It's just, <laughs> just one of those ones where it just seems like a gimme, right? It, it, it just it, seems like it's supposed it to be. It can't a happen because of me. It, 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 it's it's my involvement in this. Like it's the one game I will want them to win all year. I, I would That's, rather them win that game than the Stanley Cup final, and they'll lose because of that. I, I think what well, you, we need to do with that is totally delete you from it. You can't talk about it. You can't tweet yeah. about it. You can't watch yeah. it. And maybe that's the way I'll, I'll try to. Well, and it. also the last time the others played the Habs, they absolutely dummied them in Montreal. It was like 7-2 or something like that. It was Evander Kay's first game with the team. So you would imagine that the Habs will be trying to wanting a little payback when they're back here at Rogers place on Saturday. Yeah. Well, and they are a little bit energized right now with uh, what's his yep. Martin St. Louis. Martin St. Louis. All right. Um, Nashville trip. We should give that a quick plug before we sign off with you, my friend. Yeah, today is going to be the last day that you can get tickets for this Nashville trip. If you've never been on a nation vacation, before, they're awesome. They're a great time. We have a really, really good time together. So today's the last day. We're going to have details up on the website here shortly about how you can join it in. But if you want some very basic details just to start, we are talking about April 12th to 16th. We'll be flying down to Nashville to go check out a game. And we'll also be having a viewing party the night before the game as well. So And some barbecue, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> so so it's much. It's a dry trip, though, right? Yeah. Like it's like, just no for just for sober people. Yeah, of course. It's like we want everybody to enjoy some lime water and just really stay hydrated. Maybe get a little vitamin D. But we're also going to be handing out SPF 50 to make sure that the sun is too strong for anyone. So we're just going to have it keep it real clean. Yeah. Veggies all weekend, and that's it. We'll come back safe and sound. Awesome. Bag milk, Oilers Nation. Thank you for your time, my friend. Thank you very much, boys. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Not the kind of threesome you would wish for, but it's probably going to be the only threesome you'll ever get. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.